Hey guys, it's Jason at Hard Money Bankers and REI360.net with another great expert interview for you. In a second, I'm going to introduce you to Terry Royce from FindFund and FlipDeals.com. As you all know, real estate investing has a lot of different strategies, right? There's a lot of ways to make money. You can wholesale, you can flip, rentals, lease options, lending. You know, you know it. There's a lot of different opportunities. Uh, we always feel that it's really important to be focused on one you know, key strategy that you're making the majority of your money on, but also to be creative so you can capitalize on a lot of different opportunities as they come in and figure out a way to, you know, make money on those. So the reason I wanted to bring Terry on the show today is, you know, he's got a very impressive wholesaling and uh, other real estate investing businesses focused in the Baltimore, Baltimore, Maryland area where we actually both are located. But actually what impresses me the most about Terry is the way that he actually works with fellow real estate investors in order to help them. So although he's known for wholesaling and he really, really understands that, he also knows how to work with individual investors, touch them, create value with them individually, because obviously he knows, and as we all know, you know, if you give some time for somebody and you help another real estate investor, there's a better chance that you actually can turn them into a client of yours, right? So he helps a real estate investor and then all of a sudden they turn into a, maybe a buyer of one of his deals. He can help wholesale a deal to them, maybe turn it into a partnership. You never really know where it goes, but it's one thing that, you know, I think a lot of real estate investors out there are lacking. They think that every single person's a competitor and really, and really real estate investors in general are allies because, it, you know, real estate investors, they have different you know, they have a different approach to their business. One deal to you may be crappy to somebody else, and one crappy deal to you may be a great deal to somebody else. So you never know where it's going to where it's going to turn out. So, first off, welcome Terry. I appreciate you coming on the show today. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Jason. I really appreciate it. No, yeah, absolutely. So, if you, if we can just start off, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and how you got started in real estate? Um, sure. Uh, basically, I got started when the market was at its peak. Um, the first thing I did was I actually bought a house with a buddy of mine from another wholesaler uh, here in the local market and we did all the work ourselves. We rehabbed it and we actually bought it and moved into it. Um, our plan was just to make the sweat equity and shortly after that I've been reading a lot about real estate investing and I was always looking at the traditional models. Um, I was reading like Bigger Pockets and a bunch of other websites and there was a house that was actually three doors down from my girlfriend's house at the time in Federal Hill. Um, and I've been reading a lot about wholesaling and I was like, well, let me go meet these people and you know, just practice making an offer was really my goal. And it was literally the first offer I'd ever made to a seller. And uh, they wanted 200 for the house. I offered them 150,000. You know, they told me to basically kick rocks and uh, you know, I was like, okay, great, I got practice. And then, long story short, they called me back 30 days later. Um, I'll never forget it. I was like standing in the grocery store, and they were like, "Are you still interested?" I was like, "Yeah." I like threw my basket down and went and met them, and got the house under contract for what I wanted at the 150. Um, it was on the 1600 block of Charles Street in Federal Hill. Great, great neighborhood, great location. And uh, turned around and had no idea what I was doing. I reached out to another wholesaler, and they helped me find a buyer for it. And I think we grossed uh, like eighteen thousand on that first deal. Yeah, and man. ever since yeah. then I was hooked. Yeah, you get you get hooked. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a lot. That's a lot of money. What year? So that was like oh seven, oh eight, oh eight, oh eight. So okay, so almost almost ten years ago, like tours right at the peak, and you're still able to. That just shows, even if at you know the top of the mountain, top of the market, you're still able to make money with opportunities. So that was the first deal, or the first deal was the one you bought for yourself that you rehabbed and then moved in. 
Uh, that was the first one we were in. We had just started uh, rehabbing. We were probably like three weeks in when I went and found this deal. Um, and it just, I wish they all came that easy because it was like <laughs> after that, I was like, oh my God, I was hooked. Like, I feel like if I had a lot of bad things happen, I'd be, I probably would have, you know, that's why a lot of people quit. But that first one was so easy and I saw that it worked. And after that, I was like, I was in it. Yeah, that, that's actually funny. That's very similar to our our first one that we did where we made 30000 bucks and we split it up by three people. But still, I mean, it was 10000 bucks in our pocket. It was amazing. And it was like, why doesn't everybody do this? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, we started doing a few rehabs and then that money got flushed right down the drain, plus some. But, you know, yeah. it was it was the hope of like, wow, like this this does work. So, no, that's uh, that's good to know. So what do you currently have with your operation? So fast forward, um, you know, eight, ten years later, um, you know, you were hooked. You kind of committed. It seems like you committed to it, doing it on a regular basis. Um, wh- where are you? Are, what, you know, where are you now? Like, what is your focus? What does your operation and your team look like? Sure. Um, well, basically, I've been. I continued to wholesale. Um, the market crashed, and we. Our original plan was to move into the house. So we ended up. We did do that, and then held on to it for about six years. We sold it two years ago. Um, and since then, I've been wholesaling probably like, I'd say about 30 to 40 properties a year have been kind of my average for a few years. And then I always want to get into rehabbing. And I did that. I started doing some rehabs. I did one on my own. And it kind of sucked all of my time out of doing the wholesaling and the lead generation. And I realized that I was kind of that one-man show. And while I made great money on the rehab, I realized that I needed to like focus what I was good on, which is like analyzing deals. I, I like talking to buyers, um, sellers, it depends on the seller, they drain, <laughs> they're yeah. a little draining. But, so I started uh, doing, I, one of my buyers actually, um, who I'd sold some deals to, he was like, hey, why don't you, you know, you like doing this part, and I like doing the rehabbing, I have a construction crew, um, and we've kind of, you know, partnered up. We still do some things on the side, or, you know, that aren't together. But it's great because it allows me to go out and focus on finding the deals or, or selling them. But when we want to rehab one, I, he deals with pretty much the whole thing from start to finish. And I'll have input um, if I want, but I really don't need to. You know, I might do some layout stuff or some design stuff, but I don't have to manage the subs and manage all the little intricacies that I really hated about rehabbing. And um, so we've been doing that for about a year and a half two years and it's worked out really well. It's allowed us to get aggressive with our buying on the wholesale side. A lot of deals I wouldn't normally have done um, because he's able to take those deals on if we decide either not to sell them to another investor or to sell them. Um, and so our goal this year was to do 100 deals. Um, I think we're going to fall a little short of that, but needless to say, we've done, um, I think we'll be on track to do about 70 or 80, a combination of you know, wholesales, rehabs, uh, and so forth. So really excited about that. Yeah. that's a, yeah. I mean, that's certainly a lot of deals and I mean, rehabbing is hard and <laughs> rehabbing is hard and hard in general. And don't get me wrong. I, I, I think that real estate investing in general, the barrier of entry is a lot easier than a lot of other businesses. Um, there's a lot more money to be made. There's a lot of education and, and people that are willing to help people that want to get into real estate. But I mean, firsthand, you know, we have a similar mindset and model related to flipping is I'm not really into construction and I don't know much about it. I don't really want to spend the time on it because it does take a lot of work. Um, you know, we like the lending side and that's what we're focused on. And when we do, you know, we've done quite a few rehabs over the years as well, but it's only work for us when we have the right partner in place that we can trust to just handle it because I, you know, not going to be micromanaging contractors. It's not, 
It's not something I'm good at. Yeah. It's not something I want to do. So, but I mean, some people do, and some people are good at it, and some people love the construction. They love the the finished product. You know, they take the pride of ownership um, of it. So, you know, ku- you know, kudos, kudos, obviously to them. So, yeah, that's a a pretty. I, I like that setup, and I think the probably the takeaway of the way you have it is you stick to what you like doing and what's the best for you, <laughs> and. You know, this you know, your partner sticks to what they like the best instead of trying to do everything like the majority of these people do. Um, so, yeah. and, and the other thing is, it's also kind of impressive to note uh, your the wholesaling operation because wholesaling. Don't get me wrong. You know, I believe that anyone can wholesale a deal or two, right? You know, you can get a deal. You, you're they're able to buy it at a good enough margin in order to to profit off it. But doing a, a lot of deals and wholesaling on scale, it's tough, right? I mean, you're spending the majority yeah. of your time, I'm assuming, on marketing um, or deal locating, maybe not marketing, but finding deals, obviously. And, um, you know, a lot of these, and you obviously have to find the deal that's not only a good deal, but a good enough deal that you can actually squeeze your way to make some money on the deal as well. And not just, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, 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 you know, things like that. So that's always good. And, I, you know, the thing is, I've always, I've had some, you know, friends, partners, other real estate investors that are always like, well, I don't understand why people wholesale. Um, because if the, if the deal's that good and let's say they can make 10,000 bucks from wholesaling, that means they can make the money on the wholesaling plus the money on the flipping, you know, so they can kind of double up. And I'm like, I get that in theory, but you know, if, if you're only like doing a few deals at a time, you can do that. But you know, at 40 deals at a time, you know, doing 40 flips would be a freaking awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. So, okay. So, besides that, who else do you have kind of in your in your operation? Um, just because that's a lot of deals. I can't imagine it's just like a one man operation. <laughs> no, I mean we have um, uh, we have uh, me and my partner, and uh, like I said, he handles the construction, and we overlap with some stuff like deal analyzing. Um, his wife and then my wife are pretty much the main four. Of us, and then we have some guys in the field. Uh, we have there's we have three guys right now that help us out um, with either looking at properties or maybe just running other stuff. Um, my partner owns a construction contracting company. He's a licensed contractor, um, so that's like I mean that's his business there. But he's he's a rehabber. Like he's not like a retail contractor. He does some stuff for some friends and whatnot. But like he's a flipper with the, the contracting license. And then we have it. Uh, I think about four VAs that do different things for us: data entry, um, graphic stuff, website stuff. Um, and we actually need some more. I mean, VAs have been. A, I've been a big proponent of VAs since I think Odesk came out. I've been using them since '08, and yeah. I can't say enough about them. Yeah. Um, they do a lot of very helpful. So it's basically probably about ten of us if you add everybody in the VAs and so forth. Um, ten, eleven of us that are running around. And we're trying to hire an admin as well to help us just the paperwork and just the little nitty gritty stuff. Again, kind of goes back to what I was saying where I partnered with, uh, or started partnering more with the guy I'm with now. It's just like trying to get as much off my plate as possible so I can focus on the highest income producing activities, you know, and business development really. What, so what do you think like the next step would be um, kind of in, in the business? Like do you, I mean, you're doing a lot of deals to begin with, right? So like the next step might not necessarily be like, hey, we need to do more and more deals because more deals doesn't mean you, your bottom line, you're making more money obviously. But you know, yeah. in, your, in your mind, kind of like what's the next step of growth taking, taking like the, you know, the company to the next step, next level? 
That's a good question. I mean, I, sometimes I lack at some of those big uh, vision things. I just, you know, kind of get caught up in the hustle and just seeing the growth, whether from either the number of deals closed or the income. But um, I think, you know, maybe we've been doing a lot in the counties, Baltimore County primarily. Um, we've got a few deals in Hartford County, or not, sorry, not Hartford, uh, Howard County, and uh, done some in Anne Arundel. Trying to do more in those counties. I mean, it's really competitive down there. And, you know, the guys that have the local market knowledge, they're going to out get the deals from you that are know where they're at the best neighborhoods so I think trying to just you know expand locally I hear a lot of wholesalers they want to do virtual wholesaling and they want to be in other cities and I think that's a great business model I'm just very hands-on and I I think we're doing a great job locally so I want to expand that and just become you know more of the the local go-to guy for deals I mean there's a lot of business here in the in the Baltimore area and you know DC's right there so I just want to kind of expand. Uh, that's like my short-term goal, I guess. I don't have a long-term answer for you. You, so. you, think, you. you think there's enough deal flow for that? I mean, I'm, I'm guessing, and I actually do not know this answer, but I'm guessing that you probably do a bunch of different different things in order to find deals um, because it's a lot of deals, right? It's it's not yeah. like you know, it's not like you can hop on MLS and scrape all those things and be able to do that many with that many profits and have a good, you know, and also make sure that end buyer is profitable so they buy another deal for you in the future. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing you're probably uh, buying from a bunch of different places, but if there is, if, so, so I guess like if there's more deal flow, you probably have the buyers to buy them. Is that safe to say? Yeah, I mean the market, you know, obviously the market's good right now. And I think there's a lot of different types of buyers out there. Um, that a lot of wholesalers don't focus on. A lot of wholesalers get stuck in the traditional model, which is obviously, you know, proven the 65% model. But there's a lot of buyers who don't abide by that model. I find, and I we we tend to get those deals that other people miss. You know, where where people might be just be buying in a neighborhood where the comps, uh, let's say Howard County, for example, the comps might be, you know, in the 180 range, but there's still people buying at the 120 mark for rentals or just because for other things. It might just be. You know the demographics in that neighborhood. People buy cash. I find that a lot too. It's so just finding trends in other neighborhoods. I think there's tons of deals, and everybody gets caught up on deal flow, and that's an easy thing to blame. But I mean, how many? Let's say, for example, how many deals did your company fund last year or in the last two years? Yeah, I mean, last year we funded 250 loans. So that's 250 investor loans, and I think I sold maybe one or two deals uh, to guys that use your company. So to me, it's like okay, well, there's 248 deals that I didn't get. Yeah. And then all the other wholesalers out there that are getting deals. I mean, there's thousands of deals. So it's either I find deals that other people miss or take market share, which I mean, I can't take all the deals. That's obvious. But I think that there's ways that I can get deals and there's deals I'm missing out on. Yeah. So, there, if, if I would guess between Baltimore and the D.C. area, there's probably a few thousand deals a year. We've always, as we've grown, we sometimes can't imagine I've always been like, I wonder how many deals like this are there really out there, right? And I mean, when we started yeah. out in you know seven, we were doing two or three deals a month, and then it went to five deals a month, and you know we get up to 20, 25 deals a month. And as we grow as well, and you probably see, it's just like you're just amazed that there's just that many opportunities and there's that many that many deals out there. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's a I, I agree like with what you're saying, you missed out on you know that many. You can't do every deal, don't get me wrong, but at the same time. You know, it's it's this is a relationship game, and I and you probably see this more than most other real estate investors because you do a lot of wholesaling and a lot of your you probably have a lot of repeat people as well. But a lot of rehabbers they don't really look at it that way because they're like, ah, eh, the seller is not going to have another property. I'm not going to need them for anything down the road. But our 
our whole position and probably very similar to you is, hey, I'm going to take care of, like on your end, I'm going to take care of my buyer because if, if they don't make money on the deal, I'm not getting another deal. I'm not going to wholesale them on another deal. And I want them just keep asking me and asking me and asking me for business just like our borrowers do. Take care of them and then it's another deal and another deal and another deal. And all of a sudden, really, we could close down the entire operation and still close 100 to 120 deals a year doing nothing because we already have that deal flow. And my guess is, you know, if you spent no time on buyers, buyer stuff, you could still probably wholesale 25 deals a year just in your sleep if you had the deal flow because you have those relationships. And that's, I think that's really important. Yeah. I, I, I think that's really important. I think a lot of guys are really missing the boat. And obviously, you know, I've kind of seen you around related to working with investors and chatting with people. And it's not just like, hey, I'm going to pitch you to this crap and I'm going to send you this crappy deal. It's like, hey, let's work together. We can help you. You may be a buyer for me. Maybe you have a deal that you negotiated, but you don't know what to do with it now, you know, so I can help you sell it. So there's just a lot of different different types of opportunities. Yeah. So, no, I didn't. So... I hope we can get more. If we can do 150 deals next year, I mean, I don't know if that's possible, but I'm going to try. Yeah, well, and also the good thing is, is I mean, there's not as much risk in these types of deals. I mean, I guess, I, I, I mean, I'm, I think you buy some of your stuff at auction stuff, so you probably have to float a decent amount of cash at any given time. Um, I don't know if all that stuff, all, you, you're, all you're doing is, all of them are like that, but, you know, so I guess there is some risk because you have allocated cash onto that, but... You know, it's a little bit different than flipping. You know, at the at the worst case scenario, you got a deposit on the line, or well, actually, usually the worst case scenario is probably just break even and you sell it to an investor as is. But your worst case scenario is, you know, maybe you lose a deposit. But you know, we've all been involved with flips that go sideways, and I mean, those can be a disaster. I mean, that's a lot of money and a lot of time on the line. So at the end of the day, you know, having a full scaled wholesaling operation, you know, limits the li- the risk a little bit. You know. Yeah. It's, it's, which is it's a great model. Like I said, with the rehabbing, you can get money in. Um, but it's, you know, it's a lot of work. I mean, people think wholesaling is easier than flipping. I think when you're at a low level, uh, not a low level, but when you're doing a low volume, doing a deal or two here, it's, it's not a ton of work. But when, for our business, I mean, we're trying to do a lot of deals and it's a lot of work. I, I see a lot of gurus pitching guys because they want to sell them courses that, you know, hey, uh, you can do all this deal with three hours of work. And I'm like, yeah, maybe that one deal you got lucky, like my first deal. But I mean, you got yeah. all the deals you don't look at, it, it, it adds up and it's a, it's a business. So I get, yeah. I get kind of offended when guys out there are pitching stuff and saying that it's, uh, it's easy or it's not a lot of work. So, so it's, cer- it's certainly not easy. I mean, there's, I mean, we've probably wholesaled four deals in 10, we did our first deal, you know, Actually, that was over 10 years ago because that was before I was even full-time in the business, starting this company. But we've done probably three or four wholesale deals in the last 10 years. And the only reason I did them, I know they're a ton of work. The only reason I did it is because we had an end buyer and the deal was kind of cherry-picked. And then I just kind of worked my way in the middle. And that was the only reason I was willing to even do that. And I'm glad I did because they were good. You know, there's a lot of profit on them. We actually just did one a few months ago down in uh, College Park. But they were kind of lucky. Like, I know the work that has to go into those as, as well as you do. And... Uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, like we talked about, someone someone get lucky, do a deal, great. But if you're doing that many deals consistently, you know, there's there's a lot more there's a lot more behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I mean, so so obviously, like, you know, I was gonna ask you a little bit related to some longer term goals, but I guess it's you know the game plan is, and again, you never really want to be involved in something that 
you know, you're flying up in this direction, you know, that's that's really cycly. So it's always good, you know, kind of stay status quo. You grow at 10 or 20% a year and you kind of go in this formation. It's, you know, a lot less risky. And, you know, the last thing you want to do is, although in a perfect world it'd be great, like to ramp up and do twice as much volume as you did, but that's a little bit unrealistic. Um, but at the same time, you know, you do 40 wholesales, next year you do 45 and then you do 50. Like that's a good stable way. Yeah. you know to grow you know you cut all you cut out the bottom fat of the operation and all in all it's a good a good situation yeah and it been when you start doing a lot of deals I mean um, when I was doing it by myself you, you don't have as much overhead and that's the thing with us trying to grow we've got people that are you know helping us I mean we've got bills to pay it becomes like a real business for a lot of wholesalers I feel like it's more of a hobby um, and we really enjoyed that make creating the business aspect of it um, it's it's a real challenge for me and it's exciting. So who who does you guys have a bookkeepers and accountants? <laughs> I'm glad bad, my is wife that, isn't here. Is that here. a bad question to ask? <laughs> no, it's fine, and I, it's actually a great question because um, when I was just wholesaling, um, you know, it was easy. I'd go through, I'd have expenses like you know some marketing expenses, and then have my assignment fees. And it was real easy. I had expenses, but as the business has grown, I haven't got the bookkeeper, and we. Now we do, but it, it, it's a mess, and that's one thing I would tell anybody that's serious in this business is to get that, it's that little stuff, get it off your plate as soon as possible, because it, once the business took off, you know, two years ago and everything started getting more complicated, it's, it's a nightmare, it's a time sucker. So that, that was our first hire, in, like that was lucky hire, but that was our first hire, and you know, we, we have obviously a lot of friends in, in common in, in this space, and like that is like the one like I'm not somebody that like preaches and tells people what to do but like that is the one thing that like you have to do because accounting it's either right or wrong right there's no yeah. this or this it's either right or wrong and we got the philosophy of if you can't count your money you can't be in business if you don't have much money you're making you're not being in the business and keep in mind when you were doing wholesaling it was it was good and easy because wholesaling's income and expense but then all of a sudden you take ownership of properties and there's asset and liability and that's where it gets really 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 complicated um, yeah so that's good that you're just you kind of outsource or either outsource or she's she's working on that and after you have a good system in place it's great because you can ramp but that is a hard thing to get in place yeah. No, I wasn't saying my wife's doing it. I was saying oh, I'm glad she's not here because oh, got she it. went through all of it with taxes and the chiefs yeah, yeah. ready to kill it's, me. Everybody, <laughs> everyone does that because everyone – I mean the problem is accounting and business don't really go hand in hand with real estate. So all of us are like, yeah, it's just – it's fine. It's This is what it is. And everyone's like – and then the CPA is like, no, that is not what it means. <laughs> and most CPAs are not business friendly and – they know they know business they know real estate they know all these things like they know what they're doing but they don't know how to communicate that with you and it's very challenging yeah um so we've all been through it <laughs> getting anxiety just talking about yeah it. i mean but it's important i mean listen as business, as business owners you know the financial outcome of your business is the top priority <laughs> so i mean and and that's what counts it so you know the the takeaway like we just talked about is it's good that all the you know all real estate investors have that in line because it is it is important even if someone has to go spend six months and clean it up and you know take a step back you, you're gonna take 10 steps forward after you're done so okay <laughs> is it, would you say that if you could define terry royce would you say that let's see let's fast forward to retirement and we're probably right around the same age but let's say like your retirement like do you think you're just going to grind 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 and be like i'm never retiring i love work and blah 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 or do you think it's like hey i've got some i got a good wholesaling machine going i've got people running it i've got good you know passive income on that i've got some rental properties i'm i'm out 
like I'm out. I'm living at a beach or something like that. Like, which one are you, or are you somewhere in between? <laughs> That's a tough question. I'm probably. I'd like to think I'm both, which probably means I'm in between. But um, I love I love the grind. Like I love just crushing the deal because when I get a deal that everybody else either passed on or missed on, and we just kill it, I'm like, man, I just smoked everybody. And, and not to, I'm not to sound like I'm a big ego, but I just it. We gotta have some I, ego in this. It's fine. I feel like I outsmarted everybody, <laughs> and that is an amazing feeling when you get a deal and you know that they've had other offers or whatever, and you just it, it works out, or you see something that other people don't. Um, so I, I get a big kick in that. It's a big uh, and a big part of the business. But um, my wife and I, uh, for anybody watching this, it's uh, that I might be friends with on Facebook or Instagram. We love to travel, and we've been trying to. Along with you know creating more of the business rather than making it a hobby, um, we're trying to detach more and more. I mean, we, uh, my wife would really like to go abroad uh, for like three months at a time as kind of a you know and, and let the business run itself. And we're we just went away to Italy for three weeks, and that was kind of like a detaching thing. And then we're actually going to Florida for the entire month of February. And part of that is trying to live abroad or, you know, Florida's not abroad, obviously, but live away from the business and try to get it to run itself. Um, so, you know, I would like to just walk away and live on, <laughs> live on the beach and hang out. Um, and that would, you know, I'd probably be happy, but I obviously, I love doing deals. I mean, I really like the business and it can be stressful, but, uh, Got it. so a little yeah, bit of both. Yeah. I think a little bit of both is probably, not that there's a right or wrong answer, but I, like I was thinking like mentally, if you're mentally prepared for it, it's like when you're here, I'm going to grind. And when I'm not here, I'm not grinding because what else are you going to do? Like if you're in town, <laughs> you know, and you're not traveling, it's like, Hey, when I'm here, I'm going to, I'm going to grind, 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 grind. And when I'm not here, I'm going to, uh, you know, not be here, literally be out. But, you know, and also the good part about I think, you know, come to think about it, you know, and I don't know many people that have a large wholesaling company. I just, I just don't. I mean, I've, you know, know Vina pretty well in Cincinnati. Um, and like, besides her, like, again, you, like, I don't really know anyone that does that many transactions. But I guess one benefit from thinking about it is, you know, because there is a little bit less risk than flipping properties, you, you know, you can automate it a little bit if you need to. Yeah. Right. Or you can put you could put some role players in place, and in, in a lot of businesses, it's hard to put role play, you know a, hard, a role player in place. You know the high level activities like you still have to kind of be in, and you know I don't know exactly how your process is when you go bid on a property at auction if you can automate that, but that's good that you can get away. I mean, it, it, if you can get away for three weeks, you know that's definitely a good start. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, yeah, it's a tough business to automate, but it's I mean it's a numbers business, so we've. You know, whether we're meet, sending out mailers or, uh, you know, bidding online on a HubZoo deal or something. I mean, it's just coming up with procedures and formulas for everything. Where don't, while we don't have that in place perfectly yet, we're working on it. So I'm pretty sure it's a constant, uh, you know, constant yeah. thing to refine it. But we're trying to do that. And um, so I'm looking forward to it. It's a big challenge. It's, like I said, it's stressful. But, you know, every day, every week, we get a little bit closer and figure out something. A lot of stuff we screw up, and that's kind of how you figure it out, too. Um, but, yeah, I think it's a uh, – can, you can automate it. But it's a hands-on business, so I think it's tough to fully step away from it. But uh, I think you can 
just pull yourself out of a lot of things. Trying yeah. to figure that out is. And I think if you can, I think if you can outsource ninety percent of it, then you know we can all handle ten percent. It's not a huge. Yeah. Deal. <laughs> and I think that's probably you know to sum up that your your answer. Cool. So what's the best way for everyone to reach you? Yeah, you can. Um, I'm obviously online, social media. Uh, my Facebook is pretty easy to remember. It's Facebook.com slash Flip Houses. It's my personal uh, site. I got that right when Facebook. Uh, yeah, that's a good uh, <laughs> handle. Claim that real estate. But uh, we have a blog that we're getting ready to relaunch. Um, we've been working on it. Uh, find, fund, and spelled out the word flipdeals.com. That's find, fund, and flip deals.com. And we're going to try to put out a lot more information on just you know, wholesaling and what's going on in our business and just try to help put out some information for people to, you know, see what we're doing and maybe they'll learn something off of it or, and just have a way for people to connect with us too. I get a lot of people that reach out to me for coaching. Um, and I'm not really doing that at the moment. I have done a little bit of it in the past, but I enjoy helping other people in the business. I mean, it's a great way to connect with people. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right. So just quick rehab, Re- rehab recap uh t- terry royce from baltimore maryland he's you know a really well-known good wholesaler here you know handles baltimore howard county harford county and Arundel county he'd probably be willing to go to pg county dc area i'm sure as you expand you'll you do all, do all that but you know certainly reach out to him i mean i can personally although terry and i don't know each other that well I can personally vouch for him because I've actually bought properties from him um, kind of indirectly over the years. Um, and, you know, a lot of them worked out really well. So there's definitely, he definitely has some good opportunities. So if you're looking to buy a property, definitely get on his buyer's list. Um, if you need just help from him and maybe you have a deal under contract and you don't know what to do with, I'm sure he'd be more than willing to help you and maybe figure out a way to structure it that, you know, he could, you know, he could help, help with something, right? So certainly reach out to him. And as always, Terry, I certainly appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. I really appreciate you having me on, Jason, and just talking a little bit about what we do. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again, man. Thank you.